Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. When is a share of stock not really a share of stock? Type stock split into Google today. That'll give you some idea. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Delta Airlines, featuring a Twitter team helping with travel needs. Tweet at Delta Assist for more information. Delta, keep climbing. Marketplace's coverage of wealth and poverty issues is supported by the Ford Foundation, working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide. More at FordFoundation.org. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Good to have you with us on this Friday, everybody. It's the 13th of April today for those Trescadecophobics among you, but I digress. The money factory that is Google reported earnings late yesterday, almost $2.9 billion in profits. Admit it, you'd love to get a piece of that action, right? Own shares of a company whose stock price closed somewhere north of $620 in New York today. Truth is, though, that's a tad rich for many investors' blood, which is one one reason why Google is going to split its stock this summer in a two-for-one deal. The share price will come down, but Marketplace's Stacey Vanek-Smith reports that's not why Google management, also known as the founders, decided to do it. Google's new shares would be known as Class C shares. People who own Google stock would get one additional Class C share for every Class A share they own. But the shares are not created equal. James Angel teaches finance at Georgetown's McDonough School of Business. The new shares don't have any voting rights. You're concentrating the voting power even more in the hands of the founders. Right now, three people at Google control 70% of the company's voting power. Founders Sergey Brin and Larry Page and executive chairman Eric Schmidt. They own special shares that have 10 times the voting rights of everybody else's. Still, Google has been hiring thousands of people each year, and they've been getting voting shares. Investors have been buying them, and all those votes start to add up. Danny Sullivan is editor-in-chief of Search Engine Land. If anybody had bought Google stock and didn't realize that these founders want to do whatever they want with their company, they got a wake-up call. Welcome to Silicon Valley, says tech analyst Tim Beharin. These type of entrepreneurs who have watched their companies grow from zero to these massive forces feel that they have the best understanding of how to drive the company forward. Beharin says we may see the same thing when Facebook goes public later this year. Founder Mark Zuckerberg is expected to remain all-powerful. Google will vote on the measure at a shareholder meeting in June, though it's probably safe to say it's in the bag. In New York, I'm Stacey Vanek-Smith for Marketplace. Picked up my taxes from my accountant this morning. Checked that little box that says, yes, I want $3 to go to the presidential election campaign fund, even though I know it's not going to lower my taxes at all. But here's the thing. Ain't nobody going to use that money this time around. Every candidate from Watergate up to, but not including, Senator Obama in 2008 did take matching funds. But now nobody wants the limits on spending that come with doing that. Don't you wonder, though, what a 2012 campaign with public funding might look like? Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer has that story. If the presidential candidates took the public campaign money, they would each get about $90 million from Uncle Sam. That's all they could spend. Bob Bierzak is a senior fellow at the Center for Responsive Politics. $90 million now works out to be something like $10 million a week. That's a fair amount of money. 
Still, compared to the nearly $750 million President Obama raised in 2008, that's chump change. So our publicly financed candidates would ask their respective parties to take over polling and get out the vote work. As for campaign advertising... Enter the super PACs. That's NYU public service professor Paul Light. He says, ironically, candidates taking public money would rely more than ever on super PACs, which can raise and spend unlimited money. Presidential candidates can't coordinate with their super PAC backers, but Light says the super PACs could join forces. They may sit around the table and say, "Okay, you do the negative campaign in Ohio and you do the glossy, happy advertising The candidates would scrounge for freebies, like volunteers. Nick Nyhart heads the advocacy group Public Campaign. He says the candidates couldn't afford to raise a big enough volunteer army. I just don't think...